Hi, I'm Shane Robertson, and welcome to the Maysville Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Here at Maysville, we want to practice loving God, loving others, and serving the world. I trust this sermon will be an encouragement to you as it challenges your heart and strengthens your walk of faith. Now, grab your Bibles as we get ready to hear from the Word of God. Again, guest, if you are with us, we're delighted you're here today. And uh, so grateful, so grateful that you could have went anywhere and you chose to come here today. And we really appreciate your visit. Um, you may have been curious a little bit about where we're at in our preaching. We have taken the last four weeks and we are going through a four-week series called Discovering Maysville. We are gearing up for... Uh, a lot of folks, a lot of guests are coming and say, hey, what do I need to do next? What's our next step? And we just took the last four weeks and just said, okay, we're implementing a four-week class on Wednesday for the next steps. It's called Discovering Maysville. And uh, we've been just walking through that. And basically what we've said is that we're a family here at Maysville Baptist Church. And what makes us a family is really four things. And these are the four things that we've divided up over the last four weeks just talking about what makes us a family. The first thing we said was salvation. We said our salvation is what makes us a family. That here at Maysville Baptist Church, we preach Christ crucified, buried, and risen again for whosoever comes to Jesus will be saved. We said that's first and foremost in regards to who we are. And then the second thing we said is not only is our salvation, but we also, what makes us a family, number two, is our symbols. And we just basically said, look, we're a Southern Baptist church. And as a Southern Baptist church, there are two symbols that we have. And that is baptism. And we got to see five precious baptisms last week. And also the Lord's Supper. Those are the two symbols of our faith. Uh, they, we do not hold to baptismal regeneration. Uh, the waters don't cleanse you. It is just simply a picture, if you would, of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And when it comes to the Lord's Supper, we do not hold to, to transubstantiation. We don't believe we are ingesting the physical body or drinking the physical blood of Jesus. Uh, we are seeing a picture. Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And by taking the bread, we remember his body. And by taking the juice, we remember his blood. And we said, number three, the third week, what we talked about last week were our statements. And we basically said we have two statements. The most important statement you hear here at Maysville is loving God, loving others, and serving the world. That is our purpose statement. That's what makes us a family. And then fourth, the fourth thing today that we're going to be dealing with, and the last one on the, on the topic, is our structure. Today, we're going to be talking about our structure. And in Matthew chapter number 28, we all know this passage of Scripture, but in Matthew chapter 28, in verses 19 and 20, we know this to be the Great Commission. We've made reference to it for the last four weeks, but that is a primary verse for us here at Maysville Baptist Church and our structure. 
Uh, when it comes to our structure, especially in regards to the Great Commission, uh, Jesus said, go and make disciples. As a matter of fact, when you look at that passage of Scripture, the term go is a present tense imperative verb. It means as you are going. So as you are going to church, as you are going to work, as you are going to uh, Walmart, can I get a witness right there? As you are going to wherever, he says, I want you to make disciples. I want you to make them of all nations. I find it so fascinating that God is bringing the nations to us. We may struggle and have a difficult time or have to jump through several hoops to get from one location to the next internationally, but God is bringing, uh, he's bringing the nations to us. Uh, so much so we have been praying, and I even shared with you as a church in our vision for the next five years, I would love for us to be able to help our Korean brothers and sisters that are coming over to try to help them establish a church, have a place where they can worship. And we've been meeting off and on with Korean pastors back and forth, and we just cannot make it happen. And as a matter of fact, I scratched it off of my list for the time being, just saying, okay, this thing died. We don't really have anything wanting to come to this area. And then all of a sudden, I get an email. And that email comes, and there is a pastor that has just moved to Jackson County. He's a Korean church planner out of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And uh, we met with him last week, and he is wanting to plant a church in Jackson County. And we are so excited about partnering with him. And he wants to be a member of this church, and he wants us to be his sending church. It's a great opportunity for us as God is sending the nations to us to help us even see a church plant in Jackson County somewhere for our Korean brothers and sisters and for us to help with that. The only way that that happens is through obeying the Great Commission and watching God work through the structure of the church that he established. Now, when it comes to structure, I have seen all too well the structure of Maysville Baptist Church and I've seen it work in its beauty. Uh, we have different age groups in our congregation. That's just the way it is. We've got folks in the fourth quarter of their life. We've got folks in the third quarter of their life. We've got folks in the second quarter. And we've got folks in the first quarter of their life. And in thinking about that, and I can't help but use football analogies. My dad was a football coach. But in thinking about life, in essence, in representation of the quarters, uh, when my mother, uh, my stepmom passed away, it was so refreshing to receive letters in the mail from those of you in the fourth quarter of life. Sent me letters, and man, I just was so precious to see those. And then those of you that are in the second and third quarter of your life, you sent me text messages. And thank you so very much. It was so refreshing in my heart to receive those text messages from you. That was precious. And then those that are in the first quarter of their life sent me handwritten notes that they did on Sunday morning. And that was just such a blessing. And children are so refreshing. And I, I brought a couple of them today to kind of share with you. Uh, they draw these little hearts on there. And, and basically they just said this. Dear Pastor Shane, we love you and we're praying for you. I'm sorry for your loss. Mama Kay is happy in heaven now. And that just refreshes my heart uh, to know that our children are learning that heaven is a real place. And that's where people that love Jesus and have accepted Christ as their Savior go, according to Scripture. Here's one uh, that just simply says, Proverbs chapter 3, uh, Dear Pastor Shane, I'll be praying for you. God is always there. She's happy. Don't worry. 
it's just refreshing to have the, these little letters just fill my heart with such joy. And just note after note after note is just so good. But it doesn't always go like that. Uh, sometimes I receive uh, notes from children that uh, you can't help but laugh. They're a little humorous. Notes like this. Dear Pastor, I'd like to go to heaven someday because I know my brother won't be there. Stephen. <laughs> Here's one. Dear Pastor, I know God loves everybody, but he never met my sister. Yours sincerely, Arnold. How about this one? Dear Pastor, please say in your sermon that Peter Peterson has been a good boy all week. I am Peter Peterson. Sincerely, Pete. Dear Pastor, my father should be a minister. Every day he gives us a sermon about something. Here's one. Dear Pastor, I'm sorry I can't leave more money in the plate, but my father didn't give me a raise in my allowance. Could you have a sermon about a raise in my allowance? Love, Patty. Here's one from uh, Lauren. She's age nine. She says, Dear Pastor, I think a lot more people would come to your church if you moved it to Disneyland. Uh, here, here's one that I found very humorous. Uh, I like your sermon, dear pastor, I like your sermon where you said that good health is more important than money, but I still want to raise in my allowance. Sincerely, Eleanor. Uh, and then here's one more, and I, and I digress. Dear pastor, I liked your sermon on Sunday, especially when it was finished. Ralph. This sermon will be over soon. But before it's over, I want to talk to you about structure. Structure is so vitally important in relationship to Maysville Baptist Church. And when you think about structure, you think about there are what we have recognized at Maysville as pathways to involvement. Pathways to involvement or a pathway to involvement. When you think about a pathway to uh, involvement, you can't help but think about a road. And when you think about a road and a pathway to involvement, you'll notice that on a pathway to involvement, and in specifically with a road, there are several entry points that you can come uh, into Maysville Baptist Church. Some come to a small group. Uh, some come uh, to an on-campus small group. Some come to an on-home small group. But for, on average, when people come to visit Maysville Baptist Church, the pathway to involvement looks something like this. You enter into a biblical worship service like we have today. We recognize this biblical worship service, we recognize it as our response to loving God. Again, our purpose statement is loving God, loving others, and serving the world. So when you come into a biblical worship service, we want you to see and recognize that as us fulfilling one of our purpose statements, and that's loving God. And then you might want to go, well, what's my second stage of involvement? What can I do next? If you go up the path of involvement, you'll notice that you can go to Discovering Maysville. We have two rooms for Discovering Maysville that you can learn more about this class. And that will be when you come into the lobby here as you enter into Maysville Baptist Church. Right when you enter in on the right, you'll see a big case opening. That is going to be our Maysville uh, room, the uh, Discovering Maysville room. And you can go in there. There'll be a staff member in there, even some volunteers from our church, some church members that can help talk to you about where you're at on this path to involvement and what you need to do next to be 
a member. But not only is there a discovering nasal room up front, there's also one here in the back at this time. And so there's one in the back that you can stop by as well. So after the service, when we're done, uh, if you were leaving out this way and you want to speak to the pastor, come into the discovering nasal uh, class and I will be in there in that room and I'll be able to talk to you and we'll be able to answer any questions you might have and if I'm not in there one of our staff members will be in there and say well preacher how can you be at two places in one time I'm not I'm gonna pick one <laughs> and then we'll have a staff member and staff members in the other and then once you go through discovering Maysville you make a decision on whether or not you would like to join this fellowship I want you to clearly understand that we are a Southern Baptist Church for a reason. Now, we're a very excited Southern Baptist Church, a very energetic Southern Baptist Church, and a very much alive Southern Baptist Church. But we are a Southern Baptist Church. And so we want to make you to make sure that you understand that. We don't want to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. We want you to know where we're coming from and who we are. And then we would love for you to get in the path of involvement into a small group. This is how we fulfill the concept of loving others in small groups. And so vitally important that if you want to be involved in loving others, you get in a small group where you can fellowship and grow in your faith. And then the last step we would love to see everyone in the church be a part of, and that is serving the world locally and globally. There are many opportunities to serve the Lord locally here at Maysville Baptist Church. We have so many different opportunities that you can be a part of, and we would love for you to take advantage of any of those at any time during the course of the year. And we have several opportunities that arise over the course of the year for you to be a part of. So when it comes to the path of involvement, this is what it basically looks like. Again, there are some that enter in in different areas, but they all, we want everyone to hit one of these areas or hit all of these areas in relationship to being a member at Maysville Baptist Church. So in thinking about our structure and your path to involvement, there are basically three types of structures that I want to point at, out here specifically at Maysville Baptist Church. I want us to look at our denominational structure, I want us to look at our, our Maysville Baptist Church structure, and then I want us to look at our membership structure. And then we will be finished today, and next week we'll be back in the book of Acts, and I am so looking forward uh, to that as well. So let me first of all talk to you just a few minutes about our denominational structure. Here at Maysville Baptist Church, we reflect the biblical model of fulfilling the Great Commission. And we do this by cooperating with our local Southern Baptist entities. A lot of folks have this tendency to get confused with about who we cooperate with as a Southern Baptist church. So I'm hoping to educate you just a little bit this morning on who we cooperate as a Southern Baptist church. Number one, the first individuals we cooperate is with the Sarepta Baptist Association. All across the state of Georgia, there are associations. These associations are led by these missionaries. And our missionary here for our area is Lex Bowen. Dr. Lex Bowen is a good friend of mine. I love him with all of my heart. He is a wonderful man that loves the Lord with all of his heart. And he is our missionary. He's the missionary to 76 Southern Baptist churches that fellowship together and work together. And we reach Clark County, Oconee County, Jackson County, Madison County, and Banks County. These are all the counties these 76 churches represent that are in our Sarepta Baptist Association. We support them financially. 
We give every month, we give uh, money to the Sarepta Baptist Association so that we might be able to partner with these 76 churches who may not be as strong financially and spiritually. We partner with them to help them grow and help them to, to be risen up that they too might fulfill the Great Commission within their local congregations. So we are faithfully cooperating with our Sarepta Baptist Association. Number two. The second individual we cooperate with is the Georgia Baptist Convention. The Georgia Baptist Convention is 3,523 churches that fellowship together with the goal of evangelizing our state. So all of our churches, and we represent one of those 3,523 churches in the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, and we serve together to reach our state for the glory of God. It's very interesting to note that the Georgia Baptist Mission Board as well as the Alabama Baptist Mission Board are two of the strongest mission boards in the, in the United States of America. It's absolutely amazing the involvement, especially in Georgia, that the Georgia Baptist Convention or the Georgia Baptist Mission Board represents as we work together to evangelize our state. So we cooperate with them and we are very grateful to do so. And then number three, the third entity that we cooperate with is the Southern Baptist Convention. The Southern Baptist Convention is made up of 47,530 churches. All of us cooperate together with the worldwide effort to evangelize the entire world. Now this allows us to identify with other Christians around the world who are also known for their commitment to the Bible. Unlike other groups, the Southern Baptist Convention has no man-made creed. There's no creed. You, what I gave you last week was our statement of faith. It is the statement of faith that we have in regards to what we believe about the Word of God. The Baptist Faith and Message 2000, every bit of it is Scripture, represents everything found in the Word of God. It is not a creed, it is a statement of faith. The Bible alone is our sole authority. We do not have a hierarchy here in our convention. The convention didn't pick me to be the pastor of this church. Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention does not do that. Each church is autonomous in its government, which means we make our own laws. We have our own constitution. We have our own bylaws. We do things the way God desires for us to do them. And we follow the Word of God in that respect. And so the church seeks out the pastor and prays who might be their pastor. And thanks be unto God, seven years ago, God united our hearts together and we have been cooperating together ever since to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ as we love God, love others, and serve the world. In cooperating with these entities, it allows our church to participate in the largest missionary organization in the world. Through the Southern Baptist Convention's cooperative program, we help support over 7,000 missionaries uh, in the United States and over 131 countries around the world. And let me just say right, right here, we have had many of our SBC uh, missionaries who've been located in other parts of the world have to come home. And this is what's so great about the SBC, or the Southern Baptist Convention. At any moment, at any time, if there is any uprising, 
that happens around the world in closed countries, we as a convention can bring our missionaries back just like that. And we don't have to raise support, don't have to take up special offerings. We just get them on an airplane and get them back and wait for that hot spot to cool down, then reinsert the missionaries in those locations. And might I say this just by passing because it's on my heart today. Let us pray for the Christians in Afghanistan. And let us pray for our servicemen in Afghanistan. And let us pray that God protects them and gets them back home safely. And let's pray that God would protect those Christians that are there. Many people are suffering and dying for their faith. We have a responsibility, not just uh, to complain, but to get on our knees and to cry out to God that he would help. So this is our denominational structure. And we cooperate with these even today. We cooperate with each and every one of these organizations. That is our denominational structure. Number two, very quickly, let me give you, if I could, very quickly, our Maysville Baptist structure. I'm going to go through this rather quickly because I want to get to the membership structure. Uh, and I'm running out of time very, very fast. We have another service right after this. One day, one day. We are going to be in one service right here in this building. And I am very excited about that. And we're continuing to pray that God would meet the needs to get the debt eliminated. And we want to raise the money to be able to do this on cash. We'll knock these walls out. We'll turn this whole thing 90 degrees. The uh, pulpit will be over there. Uh, there will be, these walls will be blown out. Uh, and it's just going to be a real blessing. And we'll give more information on that here in a couple of weeks. Uh, the Maysville Baptist structure, however, consists of several things I want to point out. Number one, this church is a fellowship. We're a fellowship. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42, the Bible says this, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Did you notice in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that they participated in fellowship? That is something that's vitally important here at Maysville Baptist Church. The top priority in a fellowship is harmony and unity. Now, this is not a perfect church. And there are going to be disagreements within our congregation. But in regards to that, we pursue harmony and unity within our congregation. Paul told the Ephesians in Ephesians 4.3. He says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bonds of peace. That word endeavoring means to work hard towards this. This is something that we all have to agree upon. That we want to have unity. We want to have uh, sweet fellowship among our congregation. And so in doing so, this harmony and unity must be possessed. So it's not unusual uh, to see in our congregation uh, this beautiful love that can only be represented by the power of Christ living in us. And so we endeavor to do that. That's the, one of the top priorities here at Maysville Baptist Church. Uh, Romans chapter 14 verse 19, Paul told the church at Rome, he said, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things which one may edify one another. We want to edify one another. We want to lift up one another, encourage one another in the name of the Lord. So any attitude that causes disunity has to be recognized as sin. We cannot allow disunity or an attitude of disunity infiltrate our congregation. We must pursue harmony. We must pursue 
unity. And we find many passages of Scripture. I don't have time to turn to them, but uh, there are many passages of Scripture that you can look at. And um, if you would like a copy when we're all finished, if you want a copy of the Discovering Majorville class, we'll be glad to offer that to you uh, and make sure that you have that. We're also putting it online so that you can view it there as well. But many, many passages in regards to this issue of disunity being sin. The implication is simply this. A good structure promotes unity and downplays differences. There are going to be differences, but what we want to promote is unity. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17 and 18, Paul told the church at Corinth this. He says, Now in giving these instructions, I do not praise you, since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that they be divisions among you, and, and in part, I believe it. Paul was correcting the church at Corinth because of the disunity that they had. He says, this should not be coming out of your church. What should be coming out of your church should be love and grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ and the love that you have for one another and the support that you're giving to the missionaries around the world. This should be what people are talking about. They should look at that church and go, that is a loving church. And might I add, over this seven-year period as your pastor, it's been absolutely amazing that when I go into town or when I see people out in town, they know Maysville Baptist Church as a loving fellowship that work together in unity to complete the great commission of Jesus Christ. And I'm so excited about that. I'm so grateful for your testimony. One of the things that we find that leads to disunity the most in many churches, not just Southern Baptist churches, but in churches across the board, is voting. Voting has this tendency to create conflict. So at Maysville Baptist Church, when we vote, when we go to vote, there are just several things that we vote on. We try to keep it down to a bare minimum. Like, for example, the annual budget along with ministry teams. We vote on that, and so we do that once a year. We vote on deacons. We vote on deacons once a year as deacons roll off and new deacons roll on. Uh, We also vote on the purchase of land or buildings. When we buy a building, we vote on that uh, as well. We also vote on calling the senior ministerial staff, such as a pastor, a senior, senior pastor. Now, one of the great things that you've allowed uh, here in regards to leadership is you are a pastor-led church. And I'm very grateful for that. That makes me uh, just with such joy to know that I'm able to lead this congregation and I'm able to lead in such a way from a pastoral perspective. And so in doing so, we're able to pull the trigger on things a lot faster that would normally happen in a Southern Baptist church. Like, for example, when you came in, you saw there's a big hole there on that case opening uh, where the Discovering Maysville class is going to be. Uh, We didn't have to take that to conference, didn't have to debate it, didn't have to talk about the color of the walls or what's going to happen there. Uh, You've given me the authority as the pastor to say, look, he's in charge, he's over the budget, God's given a vision, we need to let him do it. And to that, I'm great, greatly appreciative. And so we vote uh, on senior pastors in regards to this. Also, we also vote on changes to the church constitution. Uh, we don't do these things lightly. We want to make sure that we're moving in the proper direction. And so we are able to accomplish all of this through the fellowship that we have as born-again children of God. But number two, I've got to speed up. The church is also a family. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 3, 8, that finally, brethren, 
all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tender-hearted, and be courteous. Again, also in Galatians and Hebrews and 1 Peter, this same theme is repeated over and over again. Knowing that you and I have a loving relationship with one another. So we operate on the basis of loving relationships and biblical obedience. We obey the Word of God and we love one another. And watch this. We understand that if this relationship is right, then this relationship will be right as well. And so we operate on this as a family. Number three, let me skip. I'm going to start colon back there, guys, so keep up with me and pay attention. The church is, number three, a body. We are a body of believers. Paul told the church at Ephesus this in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1 in verses 22 and 23. He says, And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the, f- the fullness of him who fills all in all. We are the body of Jesus Christ. We're a body, not a business. This is not a business. This is the body of Jesus Christ. We can put it another way. We could say this. We are an organism, not an organization. Therefore, we function on the basis of spiritual gift gifts, not elected officers. What I mean by that is we do not have a board of deacons here. They're not a board. They are a body of deacons. And their number one priority is to help the pastors serve our church. We've got a lot of people here. There's no way I can minister to everybody. I have to have a staff to help me. And we also have the deacons like represented in the Word of God to help serve our congregation. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, Paul said in verse number 4, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of, uh, members of one another, having them gifts deferring according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If it's prophecy, let us prophesy in a portion of our faith. And he goes on to speak in regards to that in, in Romans chapter number 12. But we function as a body and we function from the position of spiritual gifts. So in an organization... In an organization, maintenance becomes the focus. Any organization, you want to maintain that organization. But in an organism, like Maysville Baptist Church, ministry is the focus. So what are we trying to maximize here? Loving God, loving others, serving the world. Ministry. And we do this by being this living organism, being the representation and body of Christ, His hands and His feet. And as we move, our goal is to maximize ministry and minimize maintenance. So here at Maysville, we have a simple structure so that we can maximize ministry and minimize maintenance. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, I love this passage of Scripture. He says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. 
Over years past, a lot of people have taken that passage of Scripture and said it's the pastor's responsibility and job to do all these things. And that's not the context of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians gives us the context in stating that it is my responsibility as well as the staff whom God has given evangelists and pastors and teachers for us to come and equip you to do the work of the ministry. So our structure basically in a nutshell looks like this. The people are the ministers and the pastors are the equippers. We equip. Now, does that mean we don't minister? Well, of course we do. We minister every day. But we want to equip you to fulfill the Word of God in being the ministers that God has called us to be. And then the last thing is that we are a flock. Let me just say this about us being a flock. Uh, this is Jesus' favorite term about the body of Christ. He love to refer that we are a flock. And if there is a flock, the flock always needs a shepherd. And the shepherd that God has given you here at Maysville Baptist Church is myself. And it is a joy to be your shepherd. That is our Maysville Baptist structure. Very simple. The people are our ministers and the pastors are our equippers. And then last of all, let me talk to you just a few minutes if I could about our membership structure. What does it mean to be a member here at Maysville Baptist Church? What does it mean to be a member? The difference between an attender and a member can be summed up in one word. And that's the word commitment. Commitment. At Maysville, we recognize the need for a formal membership. And we ask you to commit to membership for several reasons. Let me give you, first of all, what we expect from you. What do we, as, as pastors at Maysville Baptist Church, the equippers, what do we expect from you here at Maysville Baptist Church as a member? There are three basic things. Number one, we expect from you to be faithful in loving God by participating in biblical worship. Uh, participate in biblical worship. And that's found on pages 15 and 16 of our Discovering Maysville material. Number two, the second thing is we expect you to be faithful in loving others by participating in biblical discipleship through our small groups. Uh, and then number three, here's the third expectation. We expect you to be faithful in serving the world by participating in biblical missions locally and globally. Finding out where your spot is and getting plugged in. Now, we clearly understand at Maysville that we have shut-ins. We clearly understand we have widows. We clearly understand we have uh, what would be considered orphans, what, we would be, what also would be considered widowers in regards to that. We understand that. And so we understand there comes a season in individuals' lives where they need to be ministered to, and they have a difficulty ministering to others. And their ministry becomes very focused. And, uh, but our ministry in regards to reaching them and loving them and ministering to them becomes very broad. We have an opportunity to minister to them. But for the most part, in regards to the expectations that we have from you, is we expect you to love God, love others, and serve the world by participating in these three things. In participating in worship, in participating in small group Bible studies, and in participating in missions locally and globally, whether that be involvement personally or financially or however that might exist. Number two, what can you expect from us as your pastoral staff? What is it you can expect from us? This is important. Three things. Number one, you can expect us to be faithful in loving God 
by uh, participating and leading in a biblical worship. We want to lead from a biblical perspective. Number two, to be faithful in loving others by participating and leading in biblical discipleship through small groups. That's why we're having our training tonight. We want to lead you in this biblical discipleship through small groups. And we hope that everyone will attend who was involved in that teacher training. And then number three, be faithful in serving the world by participating and leading in biblical missions locally and Globally, we want to be leading in that and sharing with you and creating opportunities for you to be a part of. So at Maysville Baptist Church, we never ask our members to do more than what the Bible clearly teaches. The, we only expect our members to do what the Bible expects every Christian to do. These responsibilities are spelled out in what we have called the Maysville Baptist Church Membership Covenant. The Maysville Membership Covenant basically says this. Having received Christ as my Lord and Savior and been baptized and being in agreement with Maysville's statement, strategy, and structure, I now feel led by the Holy Spirit to unite with Maysville Church, the church family. In doing so, I commit myself to God and to the other members to do the following. Number one, I will protect the unity of my church. I love the fact that this church protects our unity. And you protect our unity by acting in love towards other members, by refusing to gossip, and by following the leadership of Maysville Baptist Church. I don't have time to go through every one of these uh, passages of Scripture, but I hope that you'll write these down. Romans chapter 15, verse 19. Uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 5. And 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. All of these verses, as well as Ephesians and Hebrews, talk about this very fact that we are a congregation that wants to be a unifying factor to bring people to the glory of God by watching them come to know Christ as their Savior. So we commit to that. Number two, we also commit that we will share the responsibility of my church. And that is to say that we will pray for our church's growth. We will invite Un, unchurched people to attend and we will be warmly welcoming those who come to visit again this is something that's already in place at Maysville all of this has already been in place we've been doing it for the last seven years we have put it down into a four-week structure so that we can teach it to those that are wanting to join our church and be a part of this fellowship but in doing this we find that it is vitally important to invite unchurched people to attend if we do not invite unchurched people to attend, then the full load of winning people to Jesus will fall on the staff. And we are unable to complete this task alone. We must partner together and work together to share our faith and to invite individuals to come to church. Just a, a couple of nights ago, Miriam and I uh, decided it was time to go to the laundromat. Can I get a witness right there? You go to the laundromat and we had to wash all the sheets and all the uh, big items and it was just better to do that in one of those big machines. And so I love going there. I love going there because you're always going to meet somebody new. And you go in there and I thinking, Lord, uh, who am I going to meet new uh, today? And there were some folks in there, but they were all spread out all over the place. And Miriam and I were just sitting there washing our sheets and, and talking when all of a sudden the door opens and in comes an individual. And he said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, I've been expecting you. Miriam immediately got up and walked away. And the gentleman came around and he said, 
Can I, can I have a dollar? Can I have two dollars? Can I have some money? That's usually the way it starts with individuals uh, in my ministry. And so we uh, simply had a conversation. I said, well, let me talk to you first about the Lord. And I shared the gospel with him, invited him to church. And he said that, he said, Pastor, I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior, Lord. I know that if I died, I'm going to heaven. I'm just really trying to get to Athens, and I'm out of gas. He said, I can't lie to a preacher. Would you please come out to my car and look and see that I'm on E? And uh, I said, no, sir, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. I said, here's all I've got. And I gave him everything in my wallet. It was a grand total of $7. Uh, and I gave it to him, and I invited him to come to church. Uh, he said he was on his way to Athens, did not know that he would be back in this area. But I invited him to church. We need to invite people to come to church. In order to get the lost here, we've got to invite those here. Again, we find that in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, verse 2. Also in Luke chapter 14, verse 23. In Romans chapter 15, in verse number 7. And number three, and here's the third thing. We also commit that we will serve the ministry of this church. We need you to serve. Again, remember the distinguishing factor between an attender and a member is commitment. And we need members to commit to serve. And we serve by discovering your gifts and your talents. If I was to ask you, what's your spiritual gift? Do you know what that is? Can I tell you what Craig's spiritual gift is? Craig's spiritual gift is encouragement. He's got the gift of encouragement. So you know where he fits well? He fits well in our ministries that welcome guests. And he is a wonderful greeter, works out in our parking lot, does a tremendous job in using his gifts. He's identified his gifts, and he's jumped in to his giftedness and found a place to serve. Have you done that? We're asking you to do the same. Also, by being equipped to, to serve uh, by, our, by our pastors, being equipped to serve by my pastors. We're asking you to commit to that by developing a servant's heart. We want to have an other's mentality here at Maysville. And that's something you already possess. And if you're wanting to be a part of our church, we're asking you to have an other's mentality, thinking about others. Number four, and I'm, I'm out of time, but I only have this one and one more, and I'm going to close and we'll be done with this series. Number four, I will support the testimony of my church. The testimony of our church is that we love God, love others, serve the world. Our purpose statement also goes before us as a testimony. And we fulfill this by attending faithfully. Whether that be live in a service or online, we attend faithfully. Also, we live a godly life. And number three, we give regularly. If you're a member at Maysville Baptist Church, these are the three things we expect. You to attend faithfully, love God and live a godly life, and to give regularly. 1 Corinthians 16, 2 very specifically says, On the first day of the week, let each of you lay aside something, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no uh, collections when I come. Paul says, I don't want to take up any special offerings. God can use what you got if you'll just continue to give faithfully. Might I say this? This is a testimony the church has practiced since I got here. We got rid of all the special offerings, except for our ones that are key, Lottie Moon, Annie Armstrong, uh, some, some specific uh, areas that we are committed to regarding missions, but no other special offerings. And in doing so, your debt is now almost below 130000 which we praise God for, and that will be paid off in November. And then here's the last one, the fifth one. I will help fulfill the purpose of my church. Remember, we fulfill the purpose of Maysville Baptist Church by loving God, by participating in biblical worship. 
We love others by participating in biblical discipleship through small groups. And we serve the world by participating in biblical missions locally and globally. This is Maysville Baptist Church. When you look at Maysville Baptist Church as a whole, you basically come to this conclusion. Well, that church just believes the Bible. This is what we want to be known for at Maysville. We want to be known as a church congregation that loves God, loves others, and serves the world because that's what the Bible says for us to do. Now, I felt that it was very important to pause for four weeks and to go through this material with everyone just to remind us of why we exist at Maysville Baptist Church. Now, I know that we have several individuals here that have been visiting, that have been going through this material, and you are ready to come and take your next step in joining Maysville Baptist Church. And you might say, well, what really is that next step? The only thing we require of you after going through this material that identifies who we are and what we expect of you is we only ask for you to give your testimony. We want to know your testimony. And so we'll hand you a sheet of paper and you'll tell us what your life was like before Christ, how you come to know Christ, and what your life is after you've known Christ as Savior. That's all we're asking for in regards to membership. Now you might be here this morning and you say, you know what? I don't have a testimony. I've never trusted Christ as my Savior. I've got good news for you, friend. That's the whole reason why we're here today, is so that you can connect with God. You know, the Bible says over in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. The Bible says that today you can know that you have eternal life. And you know that you have eternal life according to Romans chapter 10, where the Bible says this, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The term saved means to have a connection with God. You will connect with God as you recognize him as being the Messiah who died on the cross for your sins, who rose again the third day, and who is able to forgive you of your sins through the sacrifice he made. Have you ever done that? Have you ever prayed to receive Christ as your Savior? I did it when I was 14 years of age. It has changed my life forever. I want to give you that same opportunity today. Would you join me as we pray? With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you're here today, and maybe you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior. We want to give you that opportunity today. Would you say something like this to the Lord? Would you say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe that you are the Messiah. And this morning I ask you to save me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. I repent and trust you as my Savior. In Jesus' name, thank you for saving me. Amen. Thanks for listening. As a pastor, my primary concern is your eternity. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, that you can know where you will spend eternity. I would love to connect with you and talk more about your walk of faith. You can email and find more information about the ministry of Maysville Baptist Church on our website. Just type maysvillebaptist.net in your search engine. 
Also, you can support this ministry through our website or by mailing your gift to 8875 Highway 82 Spur Road, Maysville, Georgia, 30558. God bless you, and I hope you tune in next week where once again, we turn our hearts towards the Word of God.